Hello again, hockey fans. Are you ready to brave the wild with me, your buddy, Paladino Joey? Today is June 17th, Friday, June 17th, 2011. It is episode number 47 of Brave the Wild here today. Brave the Wild is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. And we have Neil Nate Dog Thiesing in studio for the first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neil Natog Thiesing is in the house. It is time for State of the Wild 2011. So this is our third year of doing State of the Wild, and we hope this is the best. Yes, we do. Yes, sir. Neil is in the house. Yep, we're going to talk about the Stanley Cup Finals. Bring it on. Bring it on. We're going to talk about, well, here's the reason partially for the immense delay for Brave the Wild. Well, the Minnesota Wild fired coach Todd Richards back in April, like the day after the Wild defeated the Dallas Stars in their, uh, well, their season finale. They fired Todd Richards, much to some people's surprise and not really a big surprise to me in a major way. How about you? Uh, about time, Joe. About time? Oh, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't really like him, did you? Get his candy ass out of here. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, you didn't like him, huh? Uh, not it. He was all right. He was all right. Yep. Yeah. He was a, it was like he was trying to be the anti-Lemaire, it seemed like. Anti-Jacques Lemaire. Like, uh, mm-hmm. who cares about the face-offs and the power play and the penalty? Or, excuse me. Actually, let's concentrate on the face-offs and scoring and regulation and screw the screw the special teams, basically, is what happened. And it's kind of weird, whereas Lemaire was kind of obsessed with all the other stuff. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, I don't know. They just... Didn't seem to get the kind of talent to surround the main key guys to get the job done. Mm-hmm. That's the big key. That's really the big problem with the Wild pretty much since, well, after 03, mm-hmm. when they went in that wonderful run. It's been a long time since the Wild really have, you've really had a feeling like they have pieces to really make a run of any kind. Yeah. I mean, they had a couple of good years. They won the division one year. Was it, yeah, the... The year before that, when they had Gabrick and Demetra, they were actually better that year. Mm-hmm. And then they got hammered by the Ducks in the first round. Yeah, ouch. <laughs> they had pieces, but they just didn't deliver when it mattered, which sounds very typical here in Minnesota, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a harsh reality. Yeah. Yes, it is. So speaking of, sorry, speaking of teams uh, getting it done, well, the Vancouver Canucks all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals... Choke. And they did not win, did they? Choke. They choked. <laughs> they lost game seven at home. And uh, I don't think there's a soul listening to the show right now that's disappointed with that. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Vancouver Canucks lose the Stanley Cup Finals. Four to nothing at home. It was. Uh, it really looked like Vancouver was going to win this because Boston could not score uh, for anything. The power play was actually historic. Well, actually the worst in playoff history. How weird is that? Yeah, it's pretty weird. <laughs> it's weird. The worst in playoff history, yet they win the cup. How about that? Yeah, was it thirty nine years? Yeah, yeah, to the uh, nineteen seventy two. Yeah, that's thirty nine years, all right. Yeah, that's a long time, Bobby Orr. Mm-hmm. Who? It's like who's that? No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he could be our grandfather, pretty much. Say what? <laughs> no, he could pretty much be our grandfather. No, not our grandfather. Maybe our dad or something, but or uh, old uncle or something. Um, it's. It's uh, it's bizarre to see them pull it off in that type of deal, but it's because of the goalie, Jim Thomas. Yeah, he's amazing. He really was. He, I was actually, you know, Boston 
traditionally has been my second favorite team in every sport. You know, Minnesota's number one, and the Boston teams are number two. Neil's getting frustrated with that just a little bit. He's shaking his head as you can... <laughs> I have to narrate because you can't see it. This isn't video, but... Um, I was pulling for Tampa Bay in this postseason. I was, as some of you may have saw on my Facebook page, the Tampa Bay Lightning logo. Uh, they were just su- such a... They were a team just filled with firepower, and then all of a sudden... They get shut out in Game 7 in Boston. Shut out. one to nothing. It was one to nothing to Boston, and it's like it's the indication of just how great Tim Thomas is. Yeah, Tim Thomas is the man this year. Yeah, he a very deserving winner of the Conn Smythe Trophy, the playoff MVP. I had a feeling he was going to have a Game 2, or that he was going to win. He's going to have an awesome Game 7. I just had a feeling. Mm-hmm. And boy, did he ever. Yeah. Yes, he did. And Roberto Longo is the opposite. He just kind of mentally got fried. Mm-hmm. He just like it went from was it these one nothing three to two wins for Vancouver to eight to one. I mean that's when you knew Vancouver was screwed because if they're giving up eight goals, you know you know something's wrong mentally with the team. Yeah, and the goalie. Yeah, mm-hmm. if your goalie mentally is not in it, like it's not because he doesn't want to win, but he mentally is just screwed up. Yeah. Like, they got to him somehow. Mm-hmm. You know they're not going to win. <laughs> you can feel it. even. And then I remember that, though. Like, 8-1, to 4-1, to one, or 4-0, to zero, excuse me. No, 8-0, to 4-1. to one. And then the weirdest, though, was game five. One to nothing, Vancouver wins. It's like, huh? <laughs> they scored 12 goals in two games and they can't get one? It's like, what the? So I thought Boston was dead at that point. Yeah. It looked like it, didn't it? Yeah, the... They had the momentum, and then uh, I figured though it was going to be close either way. I knew it was going to get to the Game 7. It's just Guarantee, yeah. Hockey is one of those sports that always does that. Um, mm-hmm. Very close games, and it's not like the NBA when the Heat, you know, lost to Dallas. Oof, yeah, that was something else. Because both teams in the NHL are like, you know, good to get to the Stanley Cup. They have to be really good and really lucky, but... Mm-hmm. Really lucky, too, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like, they're they're both brutally, like, really physical teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. It was a, that was an amazing playoffs. This was a really good postseason. I, I mean, the whole, the whole thing from start to finish was awesome. Like, Pittsburgh and uh, Tampa Bay, just throwing that out there, that was a seven-game just thriller. I was like, whoever wins this series is going to win it all, I thought. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, Tampa came close. <laughs> they almost they almost won it all. Yeah. But uh, Boston just that was pretty neat to see the Boston Bruins win the cup. I I have to say, I mean, do you, did you enjoy it or not? All so much. No, it's so, good. <laughs> <laughs> he's shaking his head in the background. Don't no, no. I, I mean, you like it more than Vancouver, uh, I'm guessing, right? The other reason I don't like the Boston team is because of uh, Tom Brady, to tell you the truth. <laughs> all, the, all the Boston Tom teams Brady, in general? Tom Brady, I hate Tom Brady. So you hate all the Boston sports because of Tom no, Brady? just I'm Tom just Brady. Kidding. Just, uh, just the, just the New England, yeah, New England <laughs> Patriots. <Yep>. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, the Bruins have had a lot of gophers over the years. They sure have. Uh, they had Blake Wheeler, now he's in Winnipeg. Uh, well, we hope they're the Jets. That's another topic we could throw in here. Uh, anything else you want to say about the finals, or um, leave it as is? It's, yeah, it's just, uh, defense was really good. Um, it has mm-hmm. to be to get that far. Yeah, Chara. Yep. Yeah, 
the coaching was seemed like it was pretty good, you know. Mm-hmm. It was just all around a good series. It really was, and it's... Van, I, I still remember one thing, too, with Boston. I was like, there you go, they're showing all this firepower, scoring goals beyond belief against Tampa. The red-hot Dwayne Rollison, you know, yeah. former wild goalie, of course, helped them go on a major playoff run. Mm-hmm. And they start scoring goals like crazy against Tampa. I'm like, you know, this... Where is where's the firepower when they're losing one nothing and stuff against uh, Luongo? It's like what's going on here? Mm-hmm. But that that firepower did come. Oh, it came. Yeah. <laughs> it fried Luongo, and uh, that, that's that's really. It's like yes, Tim Thomas is the MVP, but that Boston offense deserves a hell of a lot of credit for that yeah. for that cup, doesn't it? Yeah, they're really oh. good. Oh, like they were as a they scored a few, you know, more. They were scoring a lot of goals, like. They had like five, you know, goals, mm-hmm. and the other team had, was it two? Was it five two or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was game six. Yep, yeah. game six, five yeah. to two. Just but, like they were scoring way more goals than Vancouver was, and you know, they just had more firepower. That's it. They did in the end. Yep. I mean, Vancouver once upon a time was a major offensive team. They became kind of like a very very rich man's Minnesota Wild the last five, four, three, four years. We'll say. Willie Mitchell. Kind of a grinded out, yeah, but Willie Mitchell, that guy who Wild could use him so bad. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he was so good. Yeah. He was so good. He really was. Oh, so, I mean, that was a great series, and the result was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Now, what about those Canadian fans all uh, oh, rioting yes. and stuff? Yes, how about this? For the second time, well, Vancouver Canucks getting to the Stanley Cup Finals and losing in Game 7, and... Uh, rioting and breaking stuff and injuring 150 people. I think those guys just like to riot. I guess so. I mean, I guess. Don't they riot if their government, like, does something (laughs) they don't like? They just all go on, like, a riot? (laughs) It it seems like it. It was, uh... It's bizarre. I mean, I understand. I, I understand if you're very passionate about your team... And losing really sucks. It really does. And it really, really, really sucks to lose Game 7 at home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which doesn't happen, like, hardly ever. It's weird. This is the second time it's happened in the NHL in three years. And the time before that was, like, the 60s or something? I mean, like, what the... Yeah. <laughs> so it's happened twice in three years. And to be a part of... To be a part... Of <laughs> <laughs> I can't even... You know, I love it, too, because it's Vancouver. Yeah. I love it. Um, and I'm sorry, Chris Tucker out there, who's a very avid listener of Purple Mafia who happens to be from uh, Vancouver since that show likes to get a lot of people across the world I like that uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> available on the smartstuff.com and on iTunes yeah um, it's uh, I understand your your team though I mean I understand losing sucks but still I mean injuring injuring people people getting hurt mm-hmm. yeah pretty silly it's crazy to get that crazy against you know other people, mm-hmm. but uh, riots are you know kind of unstoppable force. Mm-hmm. It's it's sad. I mean, and I don't want to come off as a major hypocrite because I can't end the conversation about rioting without talking about the Gophers, <laughs> the Gopher fans. When we won two straight uh, national championships with Gopher hockey, there were riots in Dinky Town. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to be too big of a hypocrite, and I'll. I think that was bad, too. It was. I mean, in our case, we won, so party, don't riot, you know? Yeah. Well, usually it starts as a party, and then it gets, they drink more, you know, and then it just goes nuts. They they get really immature, yep. Yeah. They get really immature. 
They got really crazy. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, with that, I guess we can move to. Uh, this isn't even a topic I put in the little outline, we'll say, but okay, yeah, I, I gotta talk about this just a teeny tiny bit. The Atlanta Thrashers are headed to Winnipeg. What do you think of that? Crazy. I like it. I I feel bad for Atlanta. I mean, the Atlanta Flames, Calgary Flames, you you could actually say they're my second favorite hockey team. I mean, I love the logo, love the colors, everything about, you know, well, not everything about them. I hate them because of the division, but, and mm. I don't like Iginla. <laughs> but, uh, excuse me, well, Atlanta losing a team again, wow. Yes, they were a new team, you know. Mm -hmm. It's 99, like, yeah. Yeah, so... It's crazy that they just got a new team and they lost it. It's not like us with the North Stars. We had them, you know, for so long. Mm -hmm. So I guess they're not going to miss them as much. 26 years of the North Stars, yep. Because obviously nope. it was a bust if they, you yeah. know, didn't go to the games and they couldn't sell tickets. So, mm -hmm. And, yeah, can Canadian fans are like fishbowl fans, you know. They just love their sport and maybe they'll do better there. Yes, they do. And I, I think they will... Uh, yeah, Atlanta, it's like infamous for being a really bad sports town. People didn't even show up for Atlanta Braves playoff games when they would make the playoffs like every year, you know, and obviously Major League Baseball. They wouldn't even show up to them. Uh, I think the Atlanta Falcons always had trouble selling even when they were a good team, like making the playoffs. Mm -hmm. uh, they're probably the top team in that town, i got to think. In the South, they love their football. You know? yeah. But hockey, it's like hockey in Atlanta, that doesn't really mesh. It just doesn't. I'm surprised... Florida's got two teams, honestly, and Phoenix was the other team, which was the Winnipeg Jets. That almost became the Minneapolis Jets, but of course, Target Center in Minneapolis can't seem to do anything right, you know, and with their economics and their politics and their, you know, a very bizarre mentality. I have no idea why they couldn't get that done, but I guess we were able to get our own team instead of steal someone else's, so I don't feel as guilty. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, Winnipeg Jets moved to Phoenix, and they were almost going to move back. Then at the last second, we're like, okay, we'll give it one more year. So then, okay, Atlanta's moving instead, which was kind of cool, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, yep, I feel bad for the Thrasher. There, there are Thrasher fans, believe it or not. <laughs> and I feel bad for them. There probably were Atlanta fans, Atlanta Flames fans, too. Um, feel bad for them, but I'm really happy for Winnipeg, though. Well, if they like yeah. them that much, then they can follow them all over to Winnipeg. I guess they can. I mean, we did with the star Dallas Stars. At least I did. Until, yeah, I did too. No, Tom Madonna. Mm -hmm. Mike Madonna, who still played last year with Detroit. He played. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he played with his hometown in Boo. Detroit. Yep. I hate Detroit so much. I know. I hate that team so much. <laughs> I hate them more than anybody in the NHL. Yeah. But um. Mm mm. So, yeah, so Winnipeg, the one thing that I, I, I get confused about with the, the whole financial thing, you know how many seats their arena has? How many? 15,000. What? <laughs> 15,000. Really? <laughs> how are they supposed to, <laughs> how are they no supposed to make money? How are they supposed to make money with 15,000 seats? Um, I, <laughs> were they uh, putting them outside and stuff, just barbecuing? <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> The Winnipeg, yeah, and they don't have a name yet, but... Um, just put up a big screen outside and... I guess. I, I, I'm I, guessing they're going to sell out, like, till the next, you know, the next millennia, probably, because uh, that's not that many seats, and I'm sure, just like here in Minnesota, the North Stars couldn't sell Diddley. Yeah. Even though, God, I love that shirt you're wearing. Yeah. It's a North Star shirt, folks. Mm -hmm. And I, 
And wild pants. And wild pants, yep. Dressed accordingly for Brave the Wild. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, I love I love the North Stars more than any team that's ever played in Minnesota. And I still love the North Stars more than the Wild, but I mean that's but not the Dallas Stars. You just you know, you can have to bear with me with that comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the logo, it's the colors, it's the history. I I miss them so much. Um the, the, the um, tradition is uh will always stay strong, you know, to us and just we love hockey and that's who we are, so that's who we are indeed. So the Winnipeg, what do you uh do you hope they call them the Jets again, or do you think they should go with something new? Mm. I mean, we were forced to go with something new because the North Stars' name and rights went with Dallas. Ugh. So what about Winnipeg? What yeah. do you think? Um, I don't know, but all I know is they shouldn't name them the Canucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Canucks. Yeah, that's classic. But no, um... Well, they the, suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the good news is the NHL owns the Phoenix Coyotes, which were the Jets, right? And they approved the rights for the Winnipeg team to call them the Jets if they want to. Oh, yeah. I think they should. I think they should. Why not? You know? Mm. They should call what them the Jets. What else are they going to call them? Yeah, there was some... Now I'm blanking. I saw it last night when I was looking around, casually just looking around. That's why I know all these numbers without even looking at anything. You're probably wondering, how does he know all this weird stuff? <laughs> um, You're just good, Joe. Yeah, maybe. No, okay. okay. No, I'm not. Uh, what being were some of the yeah, been being <laughs> Oh, the Jets. I mean, I forget what some of the ideas were. They were kind of like not that good. So it's like I don't know. One of the cool names for the Minnesota Wild was the Northern Lights and the Voyagers before they called them the Wild. There were like six candidate names. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. You still remember that? Yep. Yeah, yes, that was cool. Yep, back in '97. Man, that's a while. Uh, yeah, for me, it's just call them the Jets. Heck. Uh, it's a. It's not like the. It's not an awesome logo, but it's a good logo. Mm-hmm. If you probably remember it, I'm sure you do. Oh, they already got the Jets though for football. Yeah, they do. That's the other weird part. The J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Yeah, that's funny. It's uh, um. Yeah. So with that, we're gonna get off the Winnipeg uh, Jets. Okay, I'll call them the Jets because I hope <laughs> that's their name. Yeah. And well, the Wild have a new coach. The Wild have a new coach. It is not Craig McTavish, and everybody thought it was going to be him. Hmm. And I mean, everybody was like, oh, yeah, it's Craig McTavish. The Wild want this experienced coach who, you know... I wanted Hitchcock or... Oh, did you? Yeah. 59, a little bit older, but I I wonder how long he would have stayed. Uh, Granted, he's a really good coach, though. Everywhere he went, he succeeded. Yeah. He did. Like, he went to Dallas... Eventually, yeah, that's where I know him from, Dallas. They, yeah, eventually they were really good, and then eventually won the Cup. Yep. And then he went to Philadelphia, and they were good for a while with him. Mm-hmm. He went to Columbus. That was a little different story, but it's Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> They're kind of the doormat of hockey, mm-hmm. besides Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so the Wild Hire coach, Mike Yao. The, hey, Yao. Hey, Yao. Or Yo, now I screwed up. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Mike Yo, and I keep calling him Yao. I've been calling him that when I was watching Houston games and talking about them. But Mike Yo from the Houston Arrows. Yo the Mama. Wild, the Wild Affiliate, Yo Mama. <laughs> could go on and oh, on. Oh, boy, yeah. There's a million things you could say about Mike Yo. But, <laughs> and he has a very short name, just like Jim Dowd. Just seven figures with his first and last name combined. Mike Yo is the head coach of the Minnesota Wild at age 37. 
Wow, three years younger than uh, Todd Richards, now four years? That's just, that's crazy. Yeah, they're going for that youth uh, thing still. Mm-hmm. Even younger than Todd Richards, everybody was like, oh, he's going to hire, he's going to learn from his mistake, Coach Fletcher, or Coach Fletcher, GM Fletcher, and uh, hire the experienced guy, Craig McTavish. No, we went even younger, but this guy's track record is pretty phenomenal for his age. Yeah. Isn't it? been really good with the arrows. Really good at the arrows. He was there only one year, but he's, well, he won the Stanley Cup as an assistant with Pittsburgh. He's won everywhere he's gone, but the most exciting part about Yo, or Yo, (laughs) is, the most exciting part is, well, you know how he's in Houston, right? Which is already, meaning he's already affiliated with the Wild to begin with. And already affiliated with the young prospects in Houston. Mm-hmm. They don't like him. They love him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Gillies. Gillies. Colton Gillies. You made Gilly him. Gilly yeah. Yep. He's, <laughs> he's the... Colton Gillies is one of the... You know, obviously he was a first-round pick a few years ago. Did absolutely nothing for a few years. And then had a very solid year in Houston. And he basically said... It's just saying how... Coach Yo just really developed him, and he's really excited for Coach Yo, and can't wait to work with him here. Mm, hopefully, they're just not saying that, and mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. well, it's totally different. I think uh, you go from that smaller, you know, mm-hmm. there's not as much pressure on on a coach when you're uh, in the lower leagues. There certainly isn't as much pressure, no. But I mean the. I mean, they did get to the Calder Cup Finals, uh, lost in six games when they were, you know, with when you look at the lineup on that team, it's like really they were that good. So that that also makes uh, Mike Yo look pretty good as well. Yeah, we uh, definitely are. Like last year, I didn't think we had a very good farm team, but oh, this this, no. this year we're uh, it's like, whoa, where'd that come from? You know? Yeah, they're moving up. They're moving up quickly and. Uh, I really, you know, I'm really excited about the the hiring. I actually am. At first, I was like, hmm. But at the same time, you could feel it. You know, you knew when it took this long. It's like you knew it had something was going on that he that, that this might be the guy. Because mm-hmm. like when they kept listing him as a candidate, I'm like, huh. They haven't hired a coach yet, and he's still in the they're still playing in the postseason. Hmm. You know. Yeah, and he only had one interview too, I believe. But mm-hmm. they're just saying he just they just knew his character. You know, he was working with the coach when he was uh, in the championship game mm-hmm. this year, like through the playoffs. Like the whole Fletcher, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. GM, yep, 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 yeah. With Chuck Fletcher, yeah, yeah. They were working together. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and, and they've they've worked in Pittsburgh together. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of history between the two. Um, yeah, Fletcher was, yeah, it's like, it was kind of like, he was kind of being interviewed without being interviewed. He was seeing him in person, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, you could kind of feel this coming. You kind of could, and uh, he's not a Minnesotan, he's a Canadian, and <laughs> I like the way he talks. He's, he's pretty cool. Wasn't Jacques a Canadian? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a French-Canadian, though, much more... Way stronger accent, that's for sure. Yeah, and way more neutral. Way more... <laughs> way more neutral. Way more neutral? Yeah. yeah pretty much. Certainly neutral zone trap, too, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Yeah, the, um, it went from Jacques Lemaire, who was almost all uh, all defense and then counted on special team, like power plays to score, pretty much, and that's it, to Todd Richards, who didn't care... Well, I won't say he didn't care about him, but it didn't seem to work with him special teams at all, all regulation scoring, 
and bad penalty killing, almost no defense whatsoever. And now you got a guy who wants his team to be really gritty. I like it. Kind of like very physical style uh, lot, uh, and a lot of defense, which mean, which kind of sounds more like the Wild, but also like speed too. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely need speed. Gabrick speed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, I, I, I miss him. A lot of you listeners out there probably, like I've heard a lot of people call him a sissy and a baby and all that stuff, but hey, when Gabrick was healthy and playing at the top of his game, he was light years ahead of anybody that's ever suited for the Wild. Yeah. Ever. I think he still has that left. Mm-hmm. Like, he still has something special about him that yeah. I really want him back. Yeah. I'd take him back in a heartbeat. I really would. I really would. Um, but, no, I mean, I like this hire. I A lot of people are afraid that, oh, boy, here we go again. We screwed up with Todd Richards. Are we going to screw up with another guy who's, uh, you know, too young or not just not ready for this position? I have a very good feeling that that's not going to be the case this time. You know, like, they didn't screw up this time. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah, it's, uh, look always looks good when you get a new coach, you know. It's mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. everyone's anticipating what his moves are going to be. And, you know, so it's definitely going to be a little bit more exciting. Um, he looks like a more energetic guy anyways. Oh, um, yes. Out of their Fletcher, well, Fletcher is it? Our last co- I see. I can't even remember the last coach's name. That's <laughs> Todd, uh, Todd Richards. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you knew him. But I mean, he's just. <laughs> yeah, we're just. We're just basically distracting ourselves. No, yeah. that's okay. Uh, and no, no, that's okay. I understand that. I mean, yeah, it's like Richards. Yeah, people don't really. It's like we barely knew him. We barely mm-hmm. knew him. And yep. yeah, he was a captain with the Gophers in, in 1989 range, or you know, 88, 89 around then. But obviously, that was a while ago, and. uh not that that's a bad thing, but mm-hmm. Todd Richards, like, people didn't really think about him as a coach. I mean, he was a really good assistant and a minor league coach, and a lot of people are like, oh, well, so is Yo. So, hmm. But there's just something different about this Yo guy. You can, yeah, I, there's something different about him. Well, yeah, Richards didn't start in their organization, though. Like, no. there's something about Minnesota that they take care of their own, like, if you take care of them, mm-hmm. you know, we'll embrace you and, you know, get. we really want to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. And some, something's going to happen, I think, with Yo. I think they're going to, I think we're going to see some uh, massive improvement. Obviously, the one thing is, we're not going to say it's going to get worse before it gets better, but it's going to get younger mm-hmm. before it gets better. <laughs> yeah. And... I can't, it's the perfect scenario this time because you can't think of anybody who's a better fit for the young guys than Coach Yo if these young players are responding to him as well as they were in Houston. So that's a very good chance. And that also means a lot of young guys are going to be on the roster next year, guaranteed. (laughs) That just shows you that's the vision of the the team right now. Um, You know, you got Granlin coming in next year, who was the first round pick last June, and they they can't stop saying great things about him. Mm-hmm. They really like him. Michael Granlin. Yeah. And, of course, Marco Stendella, who's a really good defenseman, very young, only 21 years of age. Mm-hmm. It's going to be exciting to see what happens here. Yeah, a lot of guys that are from out of this uh, country, mm-hmm. from different countries, I got our Finland. Yep, Finland, yep. Yep. Granlin there, yeah. He's, yep. he's a chance to be special. A lot of people are very excited about that move. Chuck Fletcher... Is uh, he's certainly a better drafter than Doug Reisbrow, That's for sure. 
Yeah. He certainly is. As we can kind of sort of merge into the draft type of talk. But at the same time, I mean, <laughs> when you talk about the hockey draft, there's too many players. <laughs> there's like a quadrillion players in this hockey draft. It's it's yeah. uh, it's tough to really gauge what's going to happen. It mm. really is. Yeah. I mean, the wild you could you can go any position really in the draft. Mm. Wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing an offensive defenseman like power play quarterback type defenseman taken. Though is Burns that I guess I guess so he had a pretty good year statistically. Yeah, Burns. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I you know for me for this team, I mean you could say it a quadrillion times, and I'm gonna we've been saying it pretty much since day one, especially since Gabrick is gone now. Prolific scoring, you know. Hope you can find that pro- prolific scorer, and uh, you can never have enough of those because there's teams out there with two or three, maybe even four, like Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know. Yeah. Uh. You need a guy to step in to win us some uh, some draws on uh, when they drop the puck. Mm-hmm. Especially on the those. Face-off. Yeah, especially when you're in the other team's zone. I mean, you, those are uh, major faceoffs. You got to win if you're going to get anywhere. Really, mm-hmm. you got to win those. That's how the Gophers won the national championship. No, <laughs> Johnny Paul. Yep, I'll never forget that. But uh, uh, that was great. I mean, plain and simple, the Wild need to find that prolific scorer. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Need some speed. Need to fly. Yes, they do. So as we kind of talking about the draft here, we've got to look at a little bit of mock draft. A mock draft has the Wild taking the Wild, uh, taking a defenseman, excuse me. This is uh, mynhldraft.com. Tenth overall. They're already showing Winnipeg as the Jets. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> I like that. There you go. There, there you, go. you go. Good job. And MyNHLDraft.com. <laughs> and uh, you look at these names. They are some long names. They really are. Uh, yeah, I like it. That uh, <laughs> is the Wild taking a six foot three, hundred and ninety one pound Nathan Beerloo, defenseman from St. John. So. According to this mock draft, has us taken this guy. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> excuse me. I hope the uh, internet is not, or not the internet, excuse me. Well, yeah, causing, hope the uh, memory isn't getting screwed up here. But in St. John's, he's had 45 points each of the last two years in about 66, 67 games, 12 goals, 33 assists in each year. That's, a, that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. How do you get the exact same numbers in the same year? That's funny. Uh, I like it though. So there's your uh, there's your power play quarterback. Maybe then again, I mean, you know, what's his name? Nick Schultz had really high numbers like this in juniors too. So maybe I shouldn't get too excited about that. Maybe we um, should watch his video hit the have see uh, what's going on. <laughs> Lots of videos out there, right? Yeah, there sure are. Sure likes to Is fight. He fighting? Looks like he likes to fight. That's exciting. They're trying uh, to get another, uh, what's his name? Terry oh, Bougard, yeah. yeah and, that's a, and that's a guy we're going to talk about here in three seconds. I better, we'll get to him in a, we'll probably get to him later so we can, yeah, we'll get to him in a little bit. we got to talk about Bougard. Yeah, we do. Um, I believe I, no, I brought I brought up the other guy, Harmon Killebrew, unfortunately, on Purple Mafia. Yeah, we'll talk about Bougard in a little bit. But one good thing you could say about uh Mr. Bjorlo, Nathan Bjorlo, is his playoff numbers are really good. 17 points in 19 games, 26, uh, 16 points in 21 games, 
So he's good in the he's he's good in the postseason. Actually, better numbers in the postseason than in the regular season for his junior team. Um, not bad, not bad at all. Some of the uh, experts out there, or we could call them people, well, the people that keep up with these guys. Uh, Jeff Bauman says that the St. John Sea Dog defenseman is a stud on the blue line. Bureau is an extremely strong skater and loves to move the puck. He skates like the wind and is the quarterback on the power play. Look for him to be drafted anywhere from 8 to 15 and could climb even higher in the ranks. He has top four potential. But we'll need a few years to develop before making the jump. So, yeah, top four. I mean, everybody likes to say somebody's got top five potential. It's like, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> everybody likes to say that. Uh, and, you know, in the hockey draft, this guy could go sixth. He could go 26th. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hockey's ho- hockey's funny when it gets past maybe the top three. Yeah. It all depends on what the coach sees or wants for his team because now that we mm-hmm. got a new coach – coach and the GM, but yeah, the coach especially too now, yeah. This guy sounds like he would, well, he'd certainly fit in what we'd like to see, though unfortunately maybe we are going to wait a few years. That's the one crummy part, but then yeah. again, that's how everybody develops, it seems like. Yeah, there's not very many people who got drafted mm-hmm. and went straight to the team. Yep, unless your name is Marco Scandella. No, I'm going to know. No, even he took a while. Yeah. Um, we'll see how this turns out. It should be it should be interesting to see how this turns out indeed. Um, ah, shoot, if, if this guy's taken, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't complain. I like, you know, you, power play quarterback would be nice on this team because it's like you kind of want to call Brent Burns that, but it really is he. It's, I guess, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, these drafts, though, it's like it's so hard to gauge what you're going to get. I mean, James Shepard, everybody was excited when he was the ninth overall pick in 2006. And he had actually a really strong rookie year. And ever since, James Shepard. <laughs> oh, my. James Shepard, huh? Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> he sucks. He, he sucks. And he's a baby. Yeah. He is a baby. Like, I, I'll never forget this. Uh, the Twins have their little, these weird little, like, bits, you know, during the Fox Sports North telecast, right? This was last year. They had, uh, was it, yeah, Bert Blylevin was pitching to Cal Clutterbuck and James Shepard. Yeah, James Shepard, right? Mm-hmm. Cal Clutterbuck was standing there in the batter's box and, you know, hitting the ball, and he looked kind of good, right? What did James Shepard do? Are you ready, Neil? Are you ready for a lap? What was that? He was kind of, like, swinging at it, and he's like, can you slow it down? <laughs> and I'm not kidding. He said it. Can you, can you keep it down? Can you slow it down a little bit? What a baby. <laughs> Sounds like it was a prima donna from the get-go. Oh, my God. That's, uh... And they thought he was special because he's babysitting Derry Hendrickson's kids or something. I don't know. <laughs> something is... Something's... Something's goofy here with this. This guy... That's all they showed, like, of him <laughs> at Darby's house, just, like, chilling. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Cal Clutterbuck was a third round, third round pick, meaning he was taken what ninetieth something, ninety to hundred ish. Maybe he should have stayed at my <laughs> house, and then we'll see him move on or something. Yeah, that might be what James Shepard's next career is. Maybe he could take over for me with the lawn service. <laughs> there you go. There you He's go. He's got about nine years on me in uh, youth. You know, get some nice younger ankles than these. Shoot, you'd um, be better than him. 
In hockey? Yeah. Maybe. Because bad, my basketball career is going bye-bye. Okay, no, I didn't say that. I'll better stop talking about that. Um, but, no, yeah, they were each taken in the same draft. Cal Clutterbuck and James Shepard. One's looking a little better than the other, huh? A little bit? Just a little bit. Taking about 100 picks later is Cal Clutterbuck. People love him, and there's a reason why. Oh, yeah. He's, he's valuable. James Shepard, no. Likes to smash. <laughs> yes, he does. Likes to smash, and he actually can score a little bit. Like yeah. a 20-goal guy. How about that? I love it. Uh, he has the knack for things. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So it, it just shows you that's the problem with the hockey draft. It's like there's these prospects. They're good and everything. You just don't know. But you just don't know. And in two or three years, you can go from this prolific, well, potentially prolific. Like You always like this potential talk, right? Mm-hmm. And then they come back and they start playing the pro game and they just... They curl up in a shell. Yeah, it's definitely a <laughs> believe a, like a lottery kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You can draft a person. You might look good on paper, but you just don't know. You just don't know what's inside them. It's so random. It really is. It's so random. I mean, and then there's this third or fourth round pick who goes on to be the next Jerome McGinley or goes on to be the next anything. Mm-hmm. You know, look at Cal Clutterbuck. He's not a superstar, but he's a, like he's a, a piece. Kane. Patrick Kane, I mean, stuff happens. Yeah. Patrick Kane, I mean, anything can happen in this league. Andrew Burnett was like one of the late, what was a really late pick. Um, oh, and look at, yeah, we'll talk about him in a little bit. I'm about to say his name, but I, okay, I'll say his name, and you could kind of, it's kind of an unfortunate spoiler for what I'm going to say later in the show. Look at Cam Barker, who was a third overall pick. Dang. Cam Barker. What do you think of Cam Barker, Neil? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> he's terrible, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, he's terrible. And he was good on the Blackhawks, but then again, it's a little easier when you have, like, five guys that can score, like, mm-hmm. on a regular basis. In Minnesota, you have one and a half, maybe. Um, yeah. There you go. There you go. You love Cam Barker, don't you? Hales and You're probably like, who's that again? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I was like, um, Joey, I don't I, even know if he was good or not. <laughs> Yeah, he was a third overall pick. Yeah. Oh, he's from Winnipeg. Hey, there you go. Go to the Jets. All Canadians are good at hockey, Joe. Yeah. <gasps> Look at you. Look <laughs> at you. Canucks. They suck. <laughs> this guy. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, this is getting, uh, yeah, these. Cam Barker. Yeah, I just cannot believe it. Andrew Brunette, I hope he comes back, but who knows. He's the same age as Mike Yo. No, but go ahead. If I was a Canadian and I had a gun and I was shooting some birds, I'd definitely go after some Canucks. Look at this guy. <laughs> Listen to this guy. He's turning us into a, oh, man. He's turning this into a very violent show. <laughs> the Canucks. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, I like it, Neil. I like it. <laughs> they are, yeah, we love the Vancouver Canucks, don't we? No. Yeah, we, we love them, especially old Dimmy over there. Old Dimmy. Ugh, I hate him. Uh, I hate. Uh, I hate the <laughs> Mitra. Oof. Oh yeah. Uh, I hate him. He's so, good with Gavrik. That was about it. Yep, it was a nice combination, and it lasted about two months. <laughs> because there's one of them was always hurt. Yeah. Yep, always. I love that. It was nice while it lasted though for two months, but um, it's like what? What more can you say? 
Uh, Seems like we always had trouble with people from Blues, St. Louis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we haven't really had... Oh, yeah, we haven't really had much success coming from there, have we? We really haven't. Well, Mm -hmm. Madonna, he wasn't from... St. Louis. Look at you. No, 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 no. Somewhere else in Michigan. He's a Detroit, Michigan native. Yeah, Look at you. Detroit, Michigan, played with the North Stars and Dallas Stars for 20 plus years, and then goes to Detroit for his final, well, probably his final year, and misses most of the year. Because he's just, you know, it just happens. Yeah. You get old and you don't. He was was thinking about retiring anyways, Mm -hmm. and we really wanted him, and he's just like, yeah, no, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. You went there instead, and then we ended up with Matt Cullen, who actually is a pretty solid player. Yeah. Pretty solid indeed. He's also a Minnesota native, Virginia, Minnesota, Matt Cullen. Mm-hmm. The best second-line center we've ever had, certainly without a doubt. No doubt. Without a doubt. Yep. No doubt. Yep, we always used to love when what's-his-name would say, there is no doubt, <laughs> Doc Lemaire. Yeah. Yep, he said that about a thousand times a interview <laughs> there is no doubt yeah so with that well it's time to get to the wild reviews season wrap up all that good stuff i uh, wish i wish there was oh, what's that no, <laughs> i wish there were some call-ins for or call-ins or types on uh facebook or something You're you know for us to join with some nightmares joe yeah we are <laughs> yeah we are uh the, <laughs> the wild started reasonable much stronger than last year then they went down a little bit. We're kind of like, oh, here we go, the same old team again. And then they got really good, and then they fell up the face of the planet and fired and it cost Todd Richards' job. Mm-hmm. Injuries didn't help, of course, and we know that oh so well. Uh, Brent Burns was great, and then he disappeared. Mika Koivu disappeared a little bit. Havlat a lot stronger this year than last, to be honest. Yeah. Wasn't he, though? Yeah, it was. He, got, he was better. He was very good, Marty. Mark, excuse me, <laughs> Marty Havlat. I'd rather just call him that. It sounds better. Martin Havlat sounds kind of too formal. Uh, tied Koivu with a scoring lead with 62 points. Not the sexiest numbers you've ever seen. Brunette, one of his quieter years in a, in a while, but still finished strong and played all 82 games. Maybe his last with the Wild. Unfortunately, wants to keep playing though. Yeah. If we can get something going, you know, you'd probably want to be in there until we get that that championship. But, you know, how long can his body really go for? Yeah, I don't want Brunette to be 45 by that time. But then again, hey, Chris Chelios could do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris Chelios is like 48 and he was suited up for, what, the Thrashers or something? That yeah. was like, what? Well, what is going on here? Iron Man. That is a guy that played too long. Yeah. Way too long. He played like 10 years too long. <laughs> Pierre-Marc Bouchard, speaking of guys that, uh, well, this guy wasn't, was kind of a fairly iron man, then he had a severe concussion, missed like a year and a half. Yeah. And he came back, he finally came back, had a pretty strong year, 59 mm. games, 38 points for Pierre-Marc Bouchard. It's pretty good for him. That's a nice, that's a nice story. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were afraid he might not play again. Didn't he score another wraparound in the shootout? You are correct. Yeah, Spinorama, as they call it. He's, yep. He is really. And I call it the Spinarooney. Spinarooney. <laughs> mm, Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. He's a talented little guy, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yep. He was one of uh, Doug Risebrow's good picks, but then again, Doug Risebrow made decent picks in the first round and didn't 
and he just like fell asleep after you know in all the other rounds. Mm-hmm. You know, you never had a guy that, except I guess you could say Cal Clutterbuck. I believe he was a Risebrow pick, and yes, he was. Um, you really very rarely had anybody that would come up from anything beyond the first or second round and do anything for in the Risebrow year in the draft. Yeah, he just an absolute failure. Um, but Bouchard was one of those good picks, and uh, it was really nice to see him playing again. Butch. Really was. Butch, yep, Butch. And he's got a bigger balding problem than me. Because <laughs> he was already balding when he was drafted. <laughs> oh, you're not that bald, Joe. <laughs> he was already balding when he was drafted. You know that? I'll never forget that. I was like, he's 18, he's bald almost? What the? You know, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. I love that. I love that. Poor guy. Um, so... Yep, another guy coming back from a concussion. Of course, Brent Burns played 80 games, 46 points. That's as high. That's the highest number any defenseman's ever had on this team. He had a concussion so awesome. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was saying. How last year he had the massive concussion problem. Yeah. He had two concussions actually. Remember? Oh yeah. He had like one. Well, no, it was the end of the previous year, and then he had another one, and they basically hit it, or somebody hit it. I don't know if it was Burns or the co or, or the management. But somebody wasn't telling the truth, and that was pretty scary. <laughs> yeah, wasn't he gonna be like a MMA like fighter? Wasn't he like? He wasn't something like that, wasn't he? Yeah. Hmm. Then uh, I wonder what happened if he got hit in the head too many times or what? Oh, <laughs> well, I hope not. <laughs> then I he fell not. on the ice, and that's the last thing he needs right now is any type of, yeah, any type of stuff like that. Um. Okay, before we get to, I'll make this real brief, before we get to the reviews where we talk about the most valuable player, biggest surprise and biggest disappointment, and we wrap up the show at that point, real quick, we'll talk very briefly about the fallen Derek Brugard. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Derek Brugard. One of the, just one of the coolest guys, probably the scariest guy in the league. Yep. Six foot eight, 280. Mm-hmm. What a beast! Yeah, yeah that guy's a beast. Yeah, Actually, we saw him once. Uh, oh, you saw him in person? Yeah. Nice. Where yeah. was this? Oh, it was uh, some nightclub uh, <laughs> he was going to. Oh wow! Yeah, the guy. The guy was an intimidator, and but he was a great guy off the ice, according to everybody, and I mean everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, even Todd Vidoric, who had a, you know, was on the Wild for one year. The year year before he came to the Wild, he had a his seat collapsed because Bugard hit him so hard. And Todd Vodorek loved Bugard. He he loved him, and it just shows you how much people loved him. Even though the guy had a broken cheekbone from <laughs> Bugard, yeah. he still loved him. <laughs> it just tells you how how you know many people really loved the guy. And uh, unfortunately, Bugard had a problem with pain, severe back problems over the years. Especially mm-hmm. you know didn't really play a full season for forever. Yeah. Back problems, played with pain constantly. Yeah, those painkillers are horrible. Uh, mm-hmm. What you hear about them, people pop them and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's a bad. Like it's one of the trends right now. And that's what was going on with Bugard, and unfortunately, with when he mixed, you know, not intentionally, but you know, it was mixed with alcohol because he had the pills, and then it had something to drink apparently, and it killed him. Yeah, it killed him. Nope. that was really sad. Yeah, really a sad, sad story. You just pop on. StarTribunes.com forward slash sports, and it's like, no. Yeah, I wonder how that works too, because, you know, alcohol, 
you drink it, you feel less pain, mm-hmm. and you're taking these painkillers, mm-hmm. which is trying to, you know... Make less pain. Yeah. So, negative and negative, I wonder if that somehow... It's like know, made him shut I'm not down? a doctor or yeah, anything, no. but I'm just thinking, you know, that might, you know... It's like it made him shut down completely, maybe? Yeah, something it, like that. It's weird. It's really weird. And it's like also maybe another way of like a like a poisonous substance. It's just strange. Mm-hmm. It's strange. Yeah, like well, alcohol doctors, and that stuff, you know, they have poison in there. Yeah. To kill the germs and, you know, make you sterile and stuff like that, you <laughs> know? Fact, yep, yep. Yeah, it's crazy. It really is. Yeah. So... Real quick, I mean, we could give, we're going to give Derek Bugard a moment of silence. Thank you again, Derek Bugard. Rest in peace, and uh, we miss you. Yep, we love you, man. We love you. Yep. So, with that, again, we go back to the reviews. And uh, really, at this point, Guillaume Matandres, we hope he can come back. He only was able to play 11 games last year. Never came back from the injury early in the year. Uh, he had a lot going on <laughs> with injuries. Mm-hmm. And um, the surgery, multiple surgeries. Well, there's a he's a good scorer. Yeah, we had a lot of injuries on didn't, this year. Didn't help. Zidlicky missed him, you know, the whole second half of the season. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Koivu missed a few games. That really hurt, actually. Uh, lots of yeah. Lots of frustrations indeed. Here's a guy that won't be back, Chuck Kobasu. <laughs> They're like kind of like the mm-hmm. twins with yeah. all the injuries. Oh my. Yeah. The twins are like 9 million people hurt this year. Yeah. <laughs> and they're starting to make a comeback. So for listening back to this show, yep. like maybe six months from now, we're talking about the world, we're thinking about our world champion twins. Oh, they came back from nothing? No. Yep. Okay. Well, power, hopefully. power. <laughs> no, oh, power. Ooh. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Looking kind of like James Shepard lately. Okay, I'm sorry. Ooh. With his, with his <laughs> Woo, Joe. I don't his, know about okay, that. you mean. go that far. That's mean, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, it's kind of the, just a bizarre reason him not coming back. Not coming back for as long as he did, but that's a debatable thing. I guess I'm just not him, so I don't know what he was going through. Mm-hmm. To look at us talking about baseball. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's time to get to the uh, the wrap-up here. The most viable player of the Minnesota Wild, biggest surprise, biggest disappointment. Would you like to go first with the? We could go MVP kind of back and forth and. Okay. Um, you want to yeah. go first? Yeah. Um. Actually, you probably should go first. <laughs> okay. Well, it it's tough. It's tough with this team. It's like Nicholas Backstrom had a strong season coming back from a very frustrating year last year. Uh, Jose Theodore, Jose Theodore, Theodore. He is the strangest name ever. You think it's Jose Theodore, but it's actually Jose Theodore. Um, <laughs> what a strong backup goalie. I wouldn't mind having him back, by the way. But I can't give him the MVP because he only played 32 games. And, yeah. you know, it's not like we made the playoffs or anything. Mm-hmm. Backstrom, I refuse to give him the MVP because he's he's good as he is. He's very inconsistent, and his win-loss record will show that, 22 and 23 on the year. Mm-hmm. I'm too frustrated with him. This is a tough year. Yeah. Last year I gave it to Andrew Brunette because he just he was so tough and he actually led the team in scoring. He was awesome last year, or no, was second in scoring, but whatever. Uh, Brent Burns is too inconsistent for me to give it to. Mark, I'm going to have to give it to Marty Hablett because he yeah. he wasn't spectacular, but 
clearly he stepped up and played when it mattered. I mean, he was actually the more, most clutch scorer on this team. In, in I'm my gonna opinion. I'm gonna go a uh, little off uh, off key on this, um, mm-hmm. but I it. think yep. uh, Havlat to me is the most surprising mm. player of them all because mm. I didn't expect him to. You know, he hasn't showed us anything till now that That's he was yeah. capable of it. Yeah, last year was very disappointing. Yeah. But, oh, like, who's your MVP, though? My MVP. No, go ahead. That's good. Um, I would go probably Backstrom because he kept us in on a lot of games that we weren't, probably shouldn't, haven't won, you know. Mm -hmm. He did have a really strong year. Yeah. He did. So, I mean, it's like I'm not going to really hate on him. He had a very strong year. Yeah. Save percentage of 92 Goals against 2.66. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty strong stuff. So with me, the most, the biggest surprise, we'll say, shucks. It's like, it's not a surprise in terms of, I've been aware of his talent. He's a solid player. I've always liked him. Mm-hmm. But to see him come back and play as strong as he did, Pierre-Marc Bouchard. Yeah. What a strong season by Pierre-Marc Bouchard. Very... Very pleased, very happy for him, and uh, mm-hmm. one of my favorite players, one of my all-time favorite wild players. I'm going to go with Pierre Marc Bouchard as the biggest surprise. Yeah, he's very creative uh, on his passes and stuff, and it's just like a like a painting, like mm-hmm. when he's on the ice, because it just goes together so good when he's on there. He's an awesome passer, awesome stick handler. He always has been, and he's clutch in those little shootouts. Yeah, Shoot I'd it. always yeah. get yeah, I'd always get uh, so annoyed when he's not <laughs> shooting the puck and playing around with it too much. That's know? the one thing. Yeah, he he's a little bit too fancy for his own good sometimes. Yeah, he's a little too big for his britches. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, man, I'm looking at a guy I'd love to have back in this team, Kyle Brozniak. Oh, love to have him back. Yeah. Um, so biggest disappointment. Do you want to go first or should I? Uh. I guess I'll go, uh, I'd say James Shepard, even though I don't even know if he's on the team anymore. <laughs> well, he is, but yeah, yeah, he didn't even suit up. I mean, you could give it to him, sure. I mean, he didn't suit up at all, though. Yeah. That's the one thing. He didn't even suit up last year with a, with injury. Crazy, huh? Yeah. But, yeah. Nuts. So, I mean, yeah, that's a strong case, too. You want to stick with that one? Uh, even though he didn't suit up? You could. Yeah, I guess, um, yeah. I'll give it to him. Okay. And, uh, well, you guys already, I already made it, I already pretty much gave out a spoiler. Cam Barker, third overall pick, you give up Nick Letty, you give up, well, a guy that I didn't like, but, I mean, it's part of the deal just because of, uh, he was an expiring contract anyway, and Kim Janssen last year to the Blackhawks, he went on and won the cup. Kim Janssen won a ring with that team. Cam Barker is invisible. He's soft. He is, he does. He's not a good defenseman because he's soft, and he doesn't provide offense either. So, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, he got scratched like thirty times last year. I mean, third overall pick and a guy you put that much investment into, and he gets scratched like thirty times. And it's not because Todd Richards is making a mistake. Yeah, because he sucked. <laughs> oh, well, I saw like uh, they. We got a lot of new guys this year too. So yes, we did. Yeah. Um. Spurgeon, you know, and uh, Clayton Stoner, who unfortunately has been through injuries, but I've always liked him. Um, uh, Jared Spurgeon, man, that guy's a valuable little guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, really yeah. Is. Isn't he valuable? Yeah, he had his first goal. Uh, it was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. 
as a wild player. Twelve points in the year, and only or not only, but yeah, in fifty-three games, a guy who kind of kind of popped up here it's came out scrappy. of the woodwork. He's a scrappy little guy. Yep. He's only what five eight. He's tiny, but mm-hmm. he's valuable. Oh, I'm five nine. So. Five nine. Oh, yep. Sorry, yeah, yeah. no offense. No. I played hockey, so yep, yep. A physical yeah. defenseman as well. Yeah, yeah it was more of a oh, right winger. Uh-oh, yep, defensive right winger. Yep. Joey. Physicality, so you're like a Kyle Clutterbuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you bet Pretty you. much. This guy can hit, by the way, folks. Neil can hit. Yes, he can. Marco Scandella, though, guys like that, you know, they outplayed... Uh, they outplayed Cam Barker. They just did, and that, there's a reason why he wasn't on the ice very much, and he only got five points in 52 games. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just <laughs> yeah. nothing. Yep. Yep. An absolute nothing. And, uh, Nada. Yeah. Goose eggs. Mm-hmm. So really the biggest blemishes on, to- on Todd Richards, on uh, <laughs> Chuck Fletcher's career thus far with the Wild, Todd Richards and, and uh, Ken Barker. Yeah. Pray to God Mike Yao isn't the next one. No, he, he won't be, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as he can keep everyone healthy, then... Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Or keep, well, and, and get people to play up to their potential, that's yeah. for sure, and develop as well. You hope that can happen. Yeah. Uh, first year, you, you don't ex- you know, you're not going to expect much. Mm-hmm. Just to get the guys going, try to get the, um, you know, the locker room... Uh, Get, have a good atmosphere and keep it light and try to get some good lines together and hopefully we can do a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and instill confidence in these players. That seems to be what Yo, Yo I almost called him Yao again. <laughs> seems like what Yo is all about is confidence. Hey, Con- Joe, it's Yo. Hey, Joe. Hey, Yo, Joe. No, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no but yeah, Mike Yo, it's, it's all about confidence with him. He is a confident guy and he's making, he's getting these young guys like a Colton Gillies who needed it, I'm sure. He's getting their confidence level up, and they're plain and simple. Their morale is higher, and they're playing better. Mm. And if you can get that out of maybe, a, could I say his name one more time, James Shepard? If Mike Yo gets run out of James Shepard, he's coach of the year. Seriously. <laughs> if you can get him to be like a 35, 40-point guy next year, he is coach of the year yeah. automatically. In your dreams. <laughs> In my dreams. Uh, and the nice. Timber also win a championship. Yep, that team over there, too, that <laughs> plays west of the river from St. Paul, from the XL Energy Center, which was, yes, the side, my side of the river. Um, yeah, that'd be nice to see them win, too. Timberwolves Explosion is on the sportsstuff.com and on iTunes. There's another shameless plug, but <laughs> I can do it because I can. Um, with that, though, folks, I mean, well, do, you have, do you have anything else you want to add? Um... Should we uh, give them a grade from uh, maybe like uh, whatever you thought they did this year through the regular season, even though they ha- didn't have the you know didn't go to the playoffs? Uh, a letter grade? Yeah, we could. Yeah, I mean, For yeah, a regular go ahead. season. Yeah, would you like to go first? Uh, I would no. give them a C, maybe like a D <laughs> plus, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I think uh, we we're definitely average. They were average, all right. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go in the D range as well. You didn't have much of, you just, you didn't really have consistent offense. Your defense wasn't that good. Your goaltending was excellent, though. And a lot of people thought they were going to the playoffs this yeah. year because of those guys. We almost, um, yeah, we we thought we were going to get a 
we were close, and then just hit a wall. Yeah, hit a wall. Uh, it's really guys like to me, Matt Cullen. You know, like the guys you don't hear as much. Matt Cullen and Kyle Brozniak, I think, are a big reason why we the Wild appeared to be a better team. John Madden as well. That guy was really valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's really old, too, but how valuable he was, amazing. It's guys like that that really helped carry this team a lot more than the Koivus and Havlitz, you could say. They mm-hmm. they were the glue. You know, yeah. and of course, Clutterbuck, duh. <laughs> but uh, they were the glue. They really were. Um, I'll say... Yeah, they could have so easily been a B plus or B minus maybe, but it's like C minus D plus D, just maybe a flat out D. Yeah. Because the way they hit a wall and they didn't have someone oh. to get them over the hump, someone to you know pull them through. It no. seemed like they were just a few short guys of something you know that could have been better. Could have been a lot better. Yeah. It could have been a lot better, and uh, that's pretty much the story of the 2010. 2011 Minnesota Wild. So with that, we're gonna pretty much call it a. We're gonna we're gonna close things here with the uh, contact details. Again, Brave the Wild available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Thank you guys for listening. By the way, uh, on thesportstuff.com message boards, there's a button on the upper right hand corner that says TSS boards. Simply click on that, and then click on the little link that says register. Get a screen name. Uh, may have it make sense. Don't just type in a bunch of X's and numbers and stuff because 99% chance it's, you know, they're going to assume it's spam and delete it, delete your account. So have it make sense. Like maybe Neil from Lakeville, Joey from Golden Valley, <laughs> or Nun from Roseville. Yep. The lovely Nun from Roseville. Uh, so, or Jojo um, from Cincinnati. Jojo from Cincinnati, that too. Um, so with that, uh, yeah, just make it simple, and you'll be on there. You can talk hockey with other members of the boards. That'd be awesome. Would be terrific. Uh, Brave the Wild also has a Twitter account, twitter.com forward slash Brave the Wild, twitter.com forward slash Brave the Wild. It'd be great to have you on there. There's even a Facebook group for Brave the Wild, but it's been pretty inactive. Uh, but if you want to, type in Brave the Wild, Minnesota Wild, into the Facebook and give it a join, and please comment on there. It would be great. But the message boards would also be great as well. Sportstuff.com. Uh, we do have a call-in line as well. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. Please call. Please do call. It'd be great. Mention you're calling it for Brave the Wild. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. My hand's in my ear right now. Listen. Or, I mean, I'm trying to listen. I, I want to listen to you. I do. So you're out there. Call in. It's and you simple. you just don't have to talk about hockey. You can talk to us about anything. Yeah, you could say open that too. Ears. Yeah, we have open ears. You could talk about Joe Maurer. You could talk about, uh, yeah. <laughs> you could talk to us about, shucks, I don't even know. Brock Lesnar. You could talk to us about Brock Lesnar. Yep, all that MMA stuff or whatever oh, yeah. the heck you want to get into. Yep, we're fans. We're fans. Well, sort of. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe you are. Yep. Uh As long as you don't call in about golf. (laughs) Uh, Anything but that. I don't care. Come on, (laughs) I don't care who shot a 62 or shot a 92. That's where we're happy for him. (laughs) Uh, I just don't. I never will either. There, I'll end it with that statement. Thanks again for listening and good night. (laughs) 